All right, here we go. Um, it's hard for me to open the mic and not be like, hi, QNR2, it's Natalie Jones. Or, well, I'll get a person of interest with me, Natalie Jones. Hello, how are you? But for real, hello, how are you? So today I wanted to hop on just to say, what's up? Get back in the vibe of podcasting and kind of just give like a little update. So um, of what's been going on and what is to come. So earlier this year, I took a break from podcasting, obviously, and realized that I didn't explain myself at all and left everyone hanging. So um, the podcast got really overwhelming. Life got overwhelming. And I saw an opportunity at work to take a step back. And they were very awesome here at QNO2 at Hubbard. And they said, yeah, um, that for sure. You do what you got to do. You tap back in when you need to and when you want to and then get back on the wagon when you're ready. And I think I'm like maybe ready. So here I am. And thank you so much if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook. I do have a post coming with that and blogging about it. I'm getting back into all of it. Um, I did recently have a tumor removed from my neck. And I don't know if you've ever had a health scare. This is my first one. Knock on everything. I've been so grateful and gracious for my health. And I'll be honest with you. I feel like I've abused it and taken it for granted maybe my whole life. And just done whatever the fuck I wanted to do all day, every day. You know, like within parameters. You know, I, I don't. I mean, I, I go hard and go extreme. But I mean, I'm not. Um, thank God, not like a method or or uh, doing heroin or um, all of the other things. I mean, you know, but my health is on the top of my mind while I still rage and rage in everything in life. I mean, I'm a 100% type of gal. So I am either going 100% and sleeping two hours or if I'm going to drink, I drank it all. If I'm going to smoke anything, I'm going to smoke all of it and then not take care of myself on the back end. So. The balance in there, I recently read someone say balance is bullshit and doesn't exist. I kind of actually kind of agree with that. Not so sure. That's a whole other podcast, though. Okay. But so here's what happened. Earlier this year, I knew I had a whole life changing. Y'all know that my mom is a big part of my life. And my mom, we were putting her in a home. So we started off this year by making plans in in like the November, December era, before Christmas, we were like, my mom, we're moving my mom into a home. We move, Christmas happens. This year was like the most un-Christmas Christmas ever. We just get through Christmas. And then we're like, all right, we got to prepare mom to move. Getting that woman to change or move anything is difficult. I'm not going to lie. So that was a process all in itself. We move mom. Oh, wait, before we move mom, I get COVID. I get COVID real bad. I'm out for two weeks. And this is even like the Delta. So it's the, remember it was the not as strong one. Anyway, I get COVID. We uh, push back moving. We move my mom into her new home, into her, she calls it the asylum now. Oh, geez. But she honestly, right now she is happy as pie. Six, seven months later, she is so dope. She's thriving. She's the happiest literally I've ever seen her in my entire life. And she will agree with that. And she says it's because she's like, so many things don't matter. Like I'm at the end. She's, I mean, she hate to say the end, you know, she has a neurological disorder. So she's in a home where she gets all the help that she needs. And she has friends and community. The power of friends and community and laughter is to me unparalleled. Pretty cool. Um, so we moved my mom and then we moved me. I move out of my spot downtown. <gasps> 
the bane of my existence, not the bane, like the essence of the foundation of who I am, I come to realize I move out of my spot because I realize I'm never going to be able to buy this spot. I'm like kind of wasting money. I'm growing up and I really want to buy something. So, and you get down in that downtown party lifestyle, no matter how old you are, it'll get you. It'll snag you. And I done got snagged for sure. Many times. So I just saw myself and I was like, yo, I got to I gotta make some changes here. So I move out to the west side. Along this, along through all of this, like, I just haven't felt like myself. Like, jazzy, Natalie, up and out of every day, getting my miles in, you know, going to class, just being freaking fun, Natalie. And then I decide to, oh, God, then I got a huge cold sore, like the size of my ear on my face, and that motherfucker was there for so long and would not go away, okay? It would just not go away. It was so embarrassing. While I have the cold sore, I decide to cut off all my hair and diet. Talk about, can we just, do you see a midlife crisis happening? Do you hear it? That's, that's pretty much what happened here. So I have a huge cold sore. I cut off all my hair. I can't make any posts about it because I have a huge fucking cold sore on my face. And when you have a huge fucking cold sore on your face, it just takes over the picture. Let's be honest, okay? So I withstand on that. Then I keep trying to go back to my doctor and I can't get into my doctor because she's so overwhelmed. This is like wave of COVID coming in. Remember that? The um, like the the um, I'm a winter time COVID time. Whew. All right, I can't get into my doc. My doc keeps saying like, just go to the little clinic, go to the little clinic, go to the little clinic. So I keep going to the little clinic. Finally, I go and they're like, yo, you have strep throat, and I'm like, that's funny. I had strep throat when I got COVID three months ago on New Year's, and they're like, well, you still have it. So I had walking strep throat for months. And while I had strep throat, I noticed this lump in my throat. Because my throat, like, I just got so sick that I just noticed this connection between the pain in my ear and my and this lump in my throat. And I thought, you know, you don't, you don't, when you're not a medical expert, you don't really know what's going on. So I figured it was just like a sw- like swelling from being sick for so long and also dehydration and like I'm like well I'm probably doing too much hot yoga and drinking too much wine and blah, blah 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 not taking care of myself probably my fault probably my fault probably my fault then I asked like you know you just ask your friends you ask around hey I got this lump anybody know anything about a lump I have two good friends who are my age who have both lived through and are survivors of lymphoma and theirs all started with lumps in their throats so I asked them about it, and they were like, yo, get it checked out. People also along the way during this time were like, you're being dramatic. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Or you're just being a hypochondriac. la di da di da di da di da I finally get in with my doctor. I am, uh, I show her the doctor, a female doctor. Her and I never vibed, but like, you know, she's dope, whatever. I prefer all of my, um, um, doctor, professionals, MDs around me in my world to be female. And uh, she feels the bump. She rolls her eyes and is like, oh, my God, it is so small. I can barely even feel it. I'm like, oh, way to make somebody feel like an asshole who's just here advocating for their own health, right? So I really honestly felt like the biggest idiot and felt like I had done something wrong. And, um, yeah, so she calls in for a, for an ultrasound. She's like, all right, but I'll, I'll set you up with an ultrasound anyway, right? So I get in for an ultrasound a week or so later. I go to the ultrasound. Upon seeing the results of the ultrasound, they call in an urgent, in caps letters, urgent biopsy. 
And then at this point, I start freaking the fuck out. What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? We set up a biopsy. I go get the biopsy done. The biopsy comes back inconclusive. And they're like, oh, my God, that's okay, though. We'll send it off for more testing. You just sit tight here. The testing, by the way, is going to take about two weeks since it's a Friday. You know, give it a solid three, two and a half. A couple weeks later, I get those results, which also say, yo, we don't, we still don't know what it is. We still don't know what it is. Which at this point, this had been like maybe two months time between these four doctor's appointments. And I mean, at no harm or foul to, um, to any of the doctors, like the process just takes a while. This whole time I am freaking out all day, every day, freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. And I learned through this what not to do. Because what I did was I kept it all to myself. I told some people around, but I didn't talk about what was going on. If I told people the results of my test, it was because they were texting me, calling me, asking me, hey, did you figure this out? And with that, I would answer one word questions or like seven words with an exclamation point. OMG, we still don't know. Crazy. Ah. Um, Some emoji exclamation point. You know, upside down face emoji, whatever. Playing it all off, exclamation point, finally, la, 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 la. And I just got more and more isolated and went down this, like, uh, if you've seen the show Made on Netflix, you know the scene where she slips into, into into the couch, like, further and further away from herself? Sounds so sad and morbid as fuck, but that's exactly what I was doing. I was just kind of slipping away and isolating from everybody. And then, I don't know about y'all, but if once you start isolating on one thing, you just start doing it with everything. I'm an all or nothing type of gal, so I just kind of shaded away from so many things in life. And showing up to anything was so hard. It was like pulling teeth, going to work every day. Oh my God, fuck off. It was the hardest. It was so hard. Just because I was doing it to myself, you know? I was just not telling anybody anybody about it. Didn't want to be dramatic because I was scared of myself and how I would react. I'm dramatic about so much in life all the time, just by nature. So when things actually call for attention is when I tend to freak out and have no idea how to handle the situation. This was one of them. I also didn't want to tell my parents. They're both terminally ill, and they would freak out. I just know them. They would be irrational about it and freak out. And, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I also didn't want to freak out. I I also didn't want to freak out my baby bro. He's like... My kin, he's not my, he's not, but you know what I'm saying. He's super close. We're super close. And I didn't want to freak anybody out because we didn't know. Just because we didn't know. But the not knowing is the worst. Then we, um, so then through all of this, you know, you're also like trying to make plans for the rest of the year or whatnot. And I'm just thinking in my head like, well, I don't know if I could do that because by that point I'll be super stages in all of this and I probably won't have any hair, won't be able to do anything. Your mind just goes to the extreme. And I know I'm not alone on that. That's just what happens. It's exactly where I was. All the while trying to post pictures, trying to be an influencer for stuff that, (laughs) it was just tough. It was tough. Um, Then I finally had surgery and they took out part of my thyroid. Oh yeah, the lump I found was in my throat. Did I ever make that clear? I'm all over the place. That's what I do. So we find the lump is in my throat. The doctor's like, all right, we're going to take it out and half of your thyroid because it was a four centimeter growth on my thyroid. Like, we're going to take it out. We're going to do more testing to figure out what it is. And at this point, all the test results are coming back inconclusive, but not benign. So I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Okay. 
what exactly does this mean? Then on July 7th, I had surgery and they took it out. It was about a week of recovery just to like feel like myself again with like, the, I mean, it was really like three days. I mean, I was back at work four days later. Surgery on a Thursday morning, back at work Monday, totally fine. I still have a little bit of my, um, of my like adhesive tape, like my stitches S thing on there. But other than that, I'm back to normal. And if anything, I've just learned so much from this. And so I get the, I get the procedure done and then I go back on yesterday morning, actually I go to the doctor and the doctor says, Hey, all of your test results came back clear. It was a benign tumor. Thank God. Which made me think, but this time, this whole time, you said that it was not benign. So I was freaking out this whole time. I had no idea. Medical jargon, it is what it is. But what I learned from this was to, number one, advocate for yourself. Listen to your gut. This could have turned into something else. Listen to your gut. And when your doctor rolls their eyes at you or makes you feel like an idiot or an asshole, press on. Listen to yourself. You're the only one who knows your body. And if it's nothing, thank God. But it could be something else. One of my friends who had lymphoma I talked about earlier, she was telling her PCP for months. I have this backache. I don't know. Things have just been like feeling freaking weird. I have no, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Her doctor is pushing her off saying, you're, t- you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You're being dramatic. Everything's fine. Then they finally do the CAT scan of her chest and or her like, you know, the scan, her like upper body scan. And they're like, oh my God, go to the emergency room right now. You need to start all this right now today. And thank God she's still with us years later. She was 26 when this happened. She had a, her baby was not even one year old when she got this diagnosis, right? Because she persisted on it. She was very motivating for me during this process to be an advocate for my own health. You know, keep asking Natalie, ask all the questions, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. My doctor, Matthew Hensler at the Christ Hospital, he's fantastic. So he was definitely not the one who rolled his eyes at me. Not at all. I'm not going to, we're not, we're going to leave that one behind us and move on. I got a new doctor. All is well. Was not a good fit. Dr. Hensler at Christ Hospital ENT, he's the freaking best. He really is the freaking best. He has the kindest eyes. I've only ever seen him with a mask on. I don't even want to know what the rest of his face looks like. It'll ruin it for the pristine image that I have in my head. But, you know, I just went into it like, doctor, my life is in your hands. I hope it all goes well. And it did. It was fantastic. I also learned the importance of knowing when to stop, knowing when to slow down and to listen to your body because I did not really do that for so long. And only when I slowed down did I learn and listen and care for myself. I feel, like a whole, I feel like I have a fresh start, a whole new attitude on it all through all of this. Through all of it, through all of it, through all of it. Listen to yourself and sort of the next thing, <laughs> listen to yourself, advocate for yourself, take a break when you need it, and do not isolate when it gets tough. When it gets real and when it gets tough are the times when you need to seek out to others. This is so cliche. And because it is so true, I isolated and I regret it so much. If there's something going on in your world that you are too embarrassed to talk about to someone or too scared to, or for whatever reason you're isolating, that's when you know you got to push on. Someone said this to me earlier, Tara Volman, Tara Breezy, 
She said earlier this year, like we were talking about New Year's resolutions and I was telling her about places where I felt stuck. And she was like, the places where you feel stuck are the places where you know you really need to push on. I wish I would have listened to her through this. This is my first health scare I had or my first time. I mean, I've been in in perfect health. Um, I've had like a one cavity. I've never broken a bone. Knock on wood. You hear that? Never had any stitches. Never had any other ailment. I mean, I've just been doing the damn thing. So I just wanted to lead with that. And there we go. So many other things will be happening, but I just wanted to catch you up on what's going on in my world. I released a couple podcasts this year. More to come. I think I'm going to transform it into a different style. Who knows? But for right now, here's where we are. I love you so much. Love you lots. Whatever it is you, whatever it is you do today, make yourself proud. And don't forget the power of listening. I'll see you later.